0: Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, peeps. Welcome back to another episode of the Unmothered Podcast. I'm so glad you guys came back. I've been hearing some great response. Um, Thank you for giving feedback. It really helps me. And um, we are just continuing on this road of how to handle our life Uh, when we start out being unmothered, but it's all good. We're going to go through this journey together and see where it lands. So I have a lot of different ideas for different topics and I've gotten a few suggestions from you. So thank you for doing that. I'm hoping to get all of those in. And also I have about five women that have asked to come on the Unmothered podcast as guests that I think you guys are going to enjoy. So that's going to be coming up in the new year. So uh, stay tuned because there's good things coming. But today I wanted to talk about do you need a mama mentor? And what is a mama mentor? And how do you find them? So when we grow up without having a mom to have, be our confidant and have her teach us the basics of how to be a woman and different things and fears that we go through and we just call our moms, I become more aware of this now that I am a mom of two grown daughters, when my girls call me and they don't need my help, they just need maybe a little suggestion or just someone to listen to them and and pull some ideas from and, and chat about things, it makes me that much more aware of how much I missed out on as a young girl that didn't grow up with a mom that I could just pick up the phone and call or drive over and have coffee or breakfast with her and pour out all my struggles or just needed some advice but the reality sets in that we don't we don't have those kind of moms but however we shouldn't stop from it shouldn't stop us from learning and being nurtured by other older women that we admire and respect we need to learn from other moms that have gone before us and we're not alone We can partner with a mama-like woman and learn the lessons that she has walked through already. So we're going to dive into what is a mama mentor and how do we find one that we can trust. And also, I do want to mention this right up front, a mama mentor should not replace being your second mom where you have to lean on this person forever. There should be an end date to mentoring a younger woman if you are a mama mentor. Make sure you're not getting overly involved in their life to where they only depend on you and they can't rely on their own senses. I think that's really important. There should be a certain amount of time that you mentor someone, or if you're looking for a mentor, it should be a certain amount of time that you go to them specifically for things for a while, maybe a month, maybe two months, And then it's just occasionally maybe giving them a call with a question or something, but not to bombard them and pick them up as a pseudo-mother for the rest of their life. That's a lot of responsibility on someone. And that's not really what a mama mentor is. She's someone who guides you along for a certain amount of time. And then maybe occasionally pick up a phone or pop over, maybe you see her at a social event or at church or something, and you can say, Hey, I just had a quick question. And then, you know, could have a small conversation with her. She can help you again with something really quick. But it shouldn't be this long drawn out like, now you're my mom. (laughs) I'm going to throw my whole life at you and you're clung to me forever. That is not what a mama mentor is. So a lot of people call me Mama Mantelli because I started mentoring women probably, oh gosh, it's been over 10 years ago. I started sharing my story and things and in um, my small groups, and then my girls were getting bigger. And so I felt like I had gone through some of the things. Now I really feel like I've gone through most of the things because I am a grandma. And so now I'm entering into a whole nother world. But I really started just giving a little bit of comfort and advice to younger women about 10 years ago, I will say, like, pretty consistently but there's always uh, an end date to that. And so people that start to cling too tightly, I have to release them because then it becomes a whole nother thing. So how do you find good mama mentors if you don't have one? Well, first of all, it could be someone in your family like, um, so I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> I know mom, Diana, you're going to be watching this or, or watching, listening to this. Diana Mantelli is a stepmother-in-law of mine, and she was married to Mike's dad for a while, and then they were no longer together, but she moved out of town. But when she was here and we had just had my first daughter, she became a mama mentor to me in a huge way for a short amount of time. And what she did was she came alongside me after I had this baby. My mom wasn't really available, I will say, mentally and really not physically, but mostly mentally. She she just wasn't really present. Um, my mom was never there for the birth of my children or weddings. <laughs> I've had two. And um, there were reasons. Sometimes she was... Uh, gone and homeless. And I didn't know where she was. And sh- I sure could have used her advice if she had given good advice through my for you know, when I was getting re- ready to get married the first time, but there was no mom there. So I kind of made some bad decisions. But also when my children were born, I just felt because my mom was highly narcissistic and pretty unstable. I knew that it would become more about her than about this beautiful birth. And so that is where Diana came in and she walked alongside me during the pregnancy. She let me know when things were normal. I mean, listen, even in the best of families, your body's going through so much stuff when you're pregnant. And I don't even think a mom can tell you all the things that are going to happen to you and probably shouldn't because you kind of have to go through some of those yourself and and sometimes they're different than what your mom's gone through. And so you don't want to scare someone with all of those things. But at the same time, you need a mom beside you saying like, you're doing a good job, like this this is all normal, like it's okay. A lot of emotional, a lot of physical changes are going on in your body. But after I had the baby, I didn't really know. I remember looking in the mirror one day and going, whoa, I am now called mom. (laughs) What does that mean? And it was the scariest thing to look in the mirror and say, someone is going to call me mom, but I'm just Phyllis. I don't even know what that means. And then you add on the trauma of, I didn't have a mom that was nurturing, so I really didn't know what that meant, and I think my sweet Diana knew that I didn't know what I didn't know, and so this is what she did, and I just, oh, I loved this so much, and Diana, I love you so much. Still to this day, we, we laugh about this, but, you know, she saved me, some beautiful moments. I created some beautiful moments and she saved me from being like a total mess as a mom (laughs) bringing this baby home. I really didn't know what to expect. Of course I go back into my hard story of like, well, I just have to toughen up and just let everyone come over and just let everybody do what they need to do. And I just have to suck it up and put a smile on my face. Well, she came alongside me and she said, no, no, you need rest, you need to just concentrate on the baby because this is new for you, and sleep. And I thought, huh, nobody's ever really nurtured me in that way, in a mama-like way. And so here's what she did. Now, mind you, she is related to us, so I wouldn't expect some mama mentor to come over and do the things that she did. She was my mother-in-law, so I... Respected her. She was a family member. So, like I said, you can find family members in that um, role for a, a while. So, she would come over every day. Every morning, she would come over and she would say, Give me the baby. Why don't you go rest? I'm going to clean up the house. I'm going to do some laundry. I am going to stand guard with people lovingly coming over with gifts and wanting to visit and see the baby. They'll be able to come over and see the baby, but you don't have to entertain them because you need your rest. Now, this was hard because, of course, I want to be front and center holding my baby and be there for people coming to visit, but I was also exhausted. And also, as an unmothered, I was mentally exhausted because there was a lot of feelings going on in my body of like, why isn't my mom here? Why why can't my mom love me the way this woman is loving me? Why... Am I going to be a good mother? What if I become my mom? Like all these questions were running through my head, probably a little postpartum. And it could really get out of control if I didn't have the sleep that I needed. But I stayed in bed and I was just like, yeah, I just really need some rest. So I would take a nap. I would get up. More people would come to visit. Listen, we're an Italian Portuguese family. There was tons of people coming over to visit all day long. And so I'd get to visit with some of them. And then Diana was just lovingly taking care of the house. Uh, she would take the baby when, you know, the baby needed changing or whatever. She's like, you you just sit and visit. Like, it's okay. She was so lovingly coming up against me just side by side to say, I'm here to help you. I'm not trying to take over, but what, what do you need? And this is what I can do for you. At the end of the day, so about midday, she would say, what would you like for dinner? And yes, Diana, I'm going to tell this story because we laugh to this day. So mind you, I had Ariel in the middle of the hottest <laughs> days of summer. Ariel was born in August, and, and it was hot, like 100-plus degrees hot. And we didn't have air conditioning in the house we lived in at the time. We had a pool, but no air conditioning. So literally, I was in the least amount of clothes that I could wear, and Ariel was in a diaper. I mean, we were just boiling hot. But every day, Diana would cook for me, and this one particular day, she said, what do you want for dinner? I'm going to make you guys dinner before I go home. And I had a craving for fried chicken <laughs> and mashed potatoes. And I told her, because she is an amazing cook, and, she, and I said, I really want your fried chicken and mashed potatoes. And she looked at me like... I, I'm not even kidding you. If she had a pair of scissors, she probably would have cut my hair or something. (laughs) She was like, are you kidding me? And then we both laughed and she said, you know, I'm going to do it because that's how much she loves me. (laughs) And so she did. She cooked this fried chicken, mashed potatoes and a salad, you know, the whole nine yards. For our dinner that night, sweating in my kitchen. And I'm laughing hysterically. I'm like, you really don't have to do it. And she's like, of course I have to do it. You, you have a craving. Like I want you to be fed and, and enjoy your food. But here's the thing guys that I loved about this mentoring that she did is that she taught me unconditional love. She didn't tell me you're stupid for thinking that, you know, what do you think I am? I'm not going to do that. She lovingly got in there even when she didn't want to and she made that dinner and then here's what she would do every day. The dinner would be ready. Mike would come home from work and she would say, okay guys, the wash is done. Your dishes are done. Here's your dinner. I'll see you tomorrow. And she left. And it was like, I could breathe. I could really concentrate on how I could love on my baby. And at the same time, There were little, you know, brain neurons going in my head going like, this is what a good mom does is just love on you unconditionally. There's no substitution of like, well, if I do this for you, then you have to do this for me. And it was someone I could trust with my feelings. So when I had something that was scary, a thought or something like that, I could go to her and say like, I'm confused about this. I don't really know. How to do this, or here's a thought I'm having. And there was no judgment. There was just pure love, you know, just good conversation. Um, we would talk about things. We would laugh a lot. And boy, I'll tell you, after you have a baby, bring someone over that can make you laugh a lot because you really need that. And so I started thinking of like, what would a good mama mentor do? Well, she comes alongside you and helps you with struggles. She is someone who has gone through things before you and has come out the other side also you want to look for mama mentors the way they are with their children because a lot of people say like oh she's such a good mom but when you see them outside of the realms of maybe church on sunday or at a social event like do you see them at the grocery store do you see how they treat other people do you see them in other environments where do when they lose their temper because listen we all do I mean, are they are they kind of okay with it or do they go completely off the rails? And so you want to look for qualities that you see in a mom that you admire. Do they have the demeanor that you're looking for? And what is it that draws you to them? Are you watching to see how they act in those dif- different circumstances? How are they with their own family? Do the kids really talk to them and, and love on them? Or is it just, you know, like, okay, Johnny, get in line. Like, we're going to do this. And Johnny's like looking at her petrified. There may be something behind that perfection. Is the bond deep with their friendships and with family? See how they are with other people? I mean, this is something, you know, I watched for, I watched women over the years, like really watched them because I'm that kind of person that was kind of trying to mold. Okay. What's what's the ideal woman, because I don't know what that looks like, and maybe I could mold myself to that. Well, I figured out like there is no such thing, and you have to really come into your own. But I think it's important to look for people that you admire and see what are those qualities that you like in them, and do you want those qualities in yourself? It's, it's one thing to come with a bunch of anger and say, well, this is just how I am. I'm just going to rage at everybody. But if you're looking at a mama mentor and you're like, wow, what is it about her that you know, she doesn't go off the handle. She's pretty calm in most situations or she takes a beat before she responds. I really like that. I want to be that kind of person. You can partner up with her and say, can you teach me what is, (laughs) what are your ways? It's kind of like the karate kid, right? It's like the wax on, wax off, like teach me your ways. They may be unconventional, but you know what? They work. And so those are things that, When you acquire those kind of qualities from another woman, it can help you into your adulthood where you can learn how to be a better mom yourself. And also you have the comfort of coming alongside and partnering with someone who can help you that is a good mama mentor. I think the other thing of this too is if you are the older woman and you have good advice to share I think it's really important that you open yourself up to be available for other people, other women, young women that are just starting out. We have a history and we can help. And then here, just here's some pointers again before I end this whole thing because I, I think I've uh, done enough on this topic is just going out there and finding someone that you can trust. So make sure that they're trustworthy. Please never share your information with someone that you've never shared with before, if you're not sure, your heart and your story needs to be protected. So, you know, take your time when you look for these women. If you're seeking out a mentor, make sure that they're safe. That's first and foremost. Find out if your church has a mentorship program. They can always match you up with a woman if you haven't really been seeking out somebody, but I would encourage you to just really start watching other older women and saying, what is it that gravitates me towards that? It really is a pool. It's a love tug of something that you see in someone where you're like, I want. I like her demeanor. I like how she handles situations. I think I want to get to know her better. Approach her and ask her, like, would you be willing to have coffee with me? I, I really admire you. I don't have a mom. I would love to just, like, kind of pick your brain a little bit. And remember, guys, this isn't a substitution for your mom. It's somebody to come alongside and just partner with you for a short amount of time so that then you can gain the confidence to um, be, keep, continue being a good mom yourself. Watch them, just interact with them at different events, get an idea of how they are. And listen to your inner guide. Holy Spirit will give you a calmness or a discord in your heart about this and your gut if something is right or not right. So don't ignore that. This is really important that you really seek out the right kind of person because this could even be more damaging to you if you meet with somebody who actually isn't holding your heart well and then they, um, you know, deceive you by sharing your information or kind of, pulling away from you, it's going to cause more damage. So really take your time finding those mama mentors. And like I said, if there is a program with your church or something, seek those out, ask the pastor's wife, is there somebody that could come alongside me for like maybe a month? And just, I just have some questions. I have some things that I want to talk about that I would to a mom, but I don't have one. And I think that's going to help us get to a place where that unmothered feeling isn't going to feel so harsh. So, that is all I have for this episode, and I hope that that helped you. Please leave any comments that you have um, in the comment section of our podcast. Uh, Leave a rating, we always need those ratings. And just let me know how you liked this and if you need more information. We do have a private, unmothered community on Facebook, and so you can answer the three questions. If you don't answer the questions, I can't let you in. I hold that crew very closely. And those are places where we can pop in and you can find really good information. If you have a question, you can um, ask a question on there. I put different ideas and things on there, different questions. And um, yeah, we can start a chat that way. So until next time, peeps, I will see you later. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye peeps!